right, y'all. This is episode 14 of the Football Frame of Mind podcast. Um, We're going to uh, conclude our AFC breakdown um, with the AFC North, man. Uh, but before we get started, how you doing, bro? Oh, we're doing good, man. I'm ready to uh, finish up this divisional talk, and then next episode we can do a wrap-up of the NFL and look forward to all the other good content. But this is the best division in football, and uh, I think it's worthy of being the last episode of this stuff. I agree. I agree. Uh, this is uh, a bit of a homecoming for me because uh, obviously my team, as we've mentioned in other episodes, is the Baltimore Ravens. So, uh Forgive me, and look at this guy. <laughs> Forgive me if I'm uh, a homer, but uh, I am. But realistically, this is a great division. Uh, has been for a very long time. Uh, some very good, very good players. Some very good uh, coaches, and um, some very good owners. Honestly, if you ask me, some really good owners in this uh, division. But. Um, like I said, we always start off with the uh, champion of the year prior, and that would be the Bengals, man. Uh, eking out the uh, Ravens by just a couple games, maybe one game or so. It's a real close race uh, between them and those two games that they played against each other last year were very competitive, including I think the Ravens beat them with, uh, I want to say, maybe Tyler Hundley at quarterback. I want to say. But either way, it was a close game, especially the playoff game they played against each other was really close with uh, Tyler Huntley playing at quarterback. So, um, but with, with that being said, uh, obviously the Bengals have a plethora of talent. Uh, they have some receivers. They got some running backs, man. Uh, their offensive line has improved. It improved mightily between um, their Super Bowl season a few years ago. And last year, uh, I thought uh, their offensive line improved uh, a lot. And uh, defensively, man, they got some studs over there, man. Um, Sam, I think Sam Hubbard's there. I loved him in college, uh, but he's an awesome, awesome Trey player. Yep, yep, yep. We have some really, really good players, man. So I expect them to, uh, I expect them to be competitive in this division again and compete for an AFC title. Uh, I think they're in the running. I don't think um, I don't think they're going to drop off too much. Like I said, they have a quarterback that is obviously a Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl appearance, Super Bowl quarterback. I can I think when you make the Super Bowl, you're a Super Bowl quarterback. So I think they're mm-hmm. in the one. And uh, hey, they have a great team, man. I'm not even gonna lie to you. So uh, that's one team I don't want to play because I know they can beat me in a multitude of ways. So I know I have to um, I have to bring my A game everything every day. So uh what's your what's your take on uh, the Bengals, man? Man, uh they lose a couple guys in free agency. They lose Jesse Bates, which was a really staple in their defensive secondary. Yes. They come back and they sign Sidney Jones. I think that's a good signing. Uh you were yeah. talking about the yeah. offensive you were talking about the offensive line. Uh they've done a lot better to protect him, but they went out and they signed Orlando Brown. From the Chiefs, Ooh, that's and that's awesome. yeah. that's a big, big, that's a big deal. And you got to think that offense is still returning. Joe Mixon, they lost uh P Ryan the free agency. They still have Higgins. They still have Jamar Chase. They got Hayden Hurst. That defense is going to be next level. Uh, I think this division is going to be really, really competitive. But I think Cincinnati is obviously the favorite, just off of just a playmaker and weapon standpoint. But I definitely could see at least two of these other teams making a major play to try to dethrone them since they've won it the last two years for sure. But I really think they, uh, like you said, I could see them coming out of the AFC, but it's not going to be a cakewalk for them for sure. No, not at all, man. Uh, but like I said, they got a great they got a great team, man. Like I said, they, uh, Zach Taylor is a great coach, man. I love what he's done there. Uh, they've had a they had a very consistent franchise for a while like they they didn't they don't have they have a serious drop off like maybe a little bit when they got had a keely smith back in the day and dick lebeau was like the head coach um back in the day that was kind of a rough time but other than that i don't think they've really been like really bad 
they just had some playoff uh, droughts that they needed to just uh, to to win, and uh, I think they did, man. They they went to the Super Bowl, which takes some wins, so they fixed a little bit of thing. And I think they can win. They just uh, meet some better play better teams going forward, man. Uh, it's tough to to beat the Rams when you have all that talent, <laughs> and then uh, the Chiefs uh, got them, but. Um, they still were competitive in all those games. So I expect them to be competitive this year. So move forward to my team. Um, the Baltimore Ravens, they finished second, man. Um, a weird season, to say the least, because we – I thought we played down to the competition um, in a lot of games. Uh, I thought we played – down to the competition, which cost us a lot of games late in the games, especially the losses against uh, uh, Miami for one, and then a loss against the Bills. That should have been two games we should have won last year for sure. Um, I love the, gosh, I love the uh, connection that Harbaugh has with Lamar Jackson, willing to trust him on fourth down. But I hate it at sometimes because not everybody's on the same page. You understand? Mm-hmm. So, uh, although the play, Lamar is an excellent player. Excellent. And uh, it just seems like, you know, sometimes he just loses track of it. But after watching some 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 highlights and uh, some games, you can just see that uh, – some of the players around Lamar don't play up to the way he plays. And mm-hmm. that could be drops, that could be missed blocks, that could be, you know, getting tackled in an open field when you know you can make a move, things like that. And then injuries as well. So a lot has been put on Lamar's shoulders, obviously, to build this team going forward. But him getting paid now – we don't have to be cautious anymore, if you ask me. Like, I think we've been being cautious with him. I think we need to just let him do his thing. I think he hasn't really had an injury. Yeah, he hasn't really had an injury like a two or something that's like a concussion or whatever. So I think we can let him play and just do his thing, man. I think when Lamar just plays his game where he can use the run game to set up his pass, and not vice versa, that's when we have the uh, the best success. Because when we try to turn him into mm-hmm. a passer, he looks really bad. And that's when you lose to the Titans in the playoffs or you lose to the Bills in the playoffs or things like that, right? When you try to turn him into a passer rather than a, a runner first. So, but um, like I said, with that being said, I think we just need to get him some weapons. I really want uh Hopkins man I really really want him in free agency I think that would be an awesome weapon that he hasn't had somebody that can go get the ball because he does throw a very good deep ball by the way uh it's not like crazy he's always in the um the 60 percent in completion percentage so it's not terrible like you can win with a guy at 60 rather than a guy at 55 you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. I think he just needs to be consistent, but I think he needs that go-to guy. Everybody in this division has a go-to guy. Relatively mm-hmm. speaking. I mean, I don't really know yeah. Steelers' big-name receiver, but I do know they got a plethora of guys that they can throw to. And I will mm-hmm. take their receivers over ours any day just because of that. But everybody mm-hmm. from the Bengals to the Browns have a number one guy. I don't think Lamar really does. I mean, Odell, yeah, but how many years removed from uh, the Odell that we know, right? So Yeah, so, and we don't know how he's going to come back from the ACL either. Exactly, so. exactly. So, uh, But it's a good weapon to have, and I think he's got a lot to prove. So, um, so we'll see how that goes. But like I said, one thing that my team has always hung their hat on is defense. And last season, defense kind of failed us a little bit in some cases because we had big leads and we let them go completely. So um, I think uh, I think we have to get nastier 
like we like we were. Obviously, rules have changed, so you can't be too nasty. But um, I think if we brought it up a notch, I really think so. And I love Raekwon Smith and Patrick Queen. I love those two. Those two are like a match made in heaven at middle linebacker because you can – they're sideline to sideline guys. They're not big, so they're not slow either. And they can cover in space, which uh, is good in the NFL with open field tackling. You need to be able to do that. So I think that we should make a run for uh, for the playoffs. I expect us to be a playoff team, especially with Lamar getting that big old contract and all the hoopla that that caused. Um, but I expect them to make the playoffs and be a good team, man. Good. So uh, like. <laughs> Like I said, man, I gave a long-winded answer about the uh, Ravens. But how do you feel about the Ravens, man? I follow them, so I, I want to hear what you think. Yeah, uh, I think Baltimore is going to have a good year. Uh, I just think Baltimore needs to get their defense in check and get back to the roots, kind of like how you were saying. Uh, Lamar's got paid now. Like you said, so we shouldn't be playing with restrictions on. We shouldn't be playing with blinders on. I think you need to open the offense up and let him just play at his pace. If he's feeling like, okay, I can roll out and I can make a throw, cool. But if he needs to improvise, if anybody's going to be able to make a good decision whether to throw or run, I'd say it would be him. He gets a lot of flack, and people say he's not an accurate passer. He doesn't have the arm strength. It's just people being haters. Uh like you said, he's never had true great receivers. He's kind of having like that Drew Brees syndrome for a while. Just just had to work with what he had. Uh, yeah. You bring in Odell. You bring in Nelson Aguilar. Uh, you're hoping Odell's going to play up to his standard, at least how he was playing with the Rams. Uh, you're hoping J.K. Dobbins is going to come back and play healthy. In a perfect world, Baltimore has a chance to win the division. Realistically, I think they're still in the same ballpark as Cincinnati. And they just need that offense to click like Lamar wants it to click. And it's probably been wanting it to click since he's gotten there. And you just need your, de- your defense to tighten up. Cause obviously uh, I don't know if y'all brought back some of the other guys. Y'all. I think, I don't think y'all picked Marcus Peters back up, but y'all have a lot of other good guys too. And uh, yeah, I think if the defense can tighten up, which I believe they can. And even if he can just get a little bit more, pizzazz out of the offense. Yeah, Baltimore, if they're not going to win the division, they're going to be right up behind Cincinnati for sure. I think they've got a really good team. and I would be surprised if they could sneak one out. Yeah, um, like I said, I agree. I I, I think a lot of people just kind of hate on Lamar uh, just because, you know, he's different, man. He's a different guy, and they built a different uh, offense around him, which they don't really – you haven't seen anybody like him in a very long time. So, but I think he's vastly underrated as a passer. I do think he needs to make strides as a passer. I'm not saying that he's on Joe mm-hmm. Burrow's level as a passer because that's not true at all. But if we're talking about quarterbacks in this division, he's way better than Kenny Pickett. So, um, if we're going there, uh, I don't know. I would I would say in some cases he's better than Deshaun Watson. And then in some cases, he's not. In one case, we're talking about awards. He's an MVP guy. So, But if we're talking about passing ability, Deshaun kind of has him there because Deshaun's been a perennial 4,000-yard passer since he came into the league. Mm -hmm. So, And then his the year before his last season in Houston, um, he was considered a top-five quarterback, you know what I'm saying, by some people. So you know, he's definitely has has that talent and that's not going anywhere. And he has some weapons too. So in the hierarchy of quarterbacks in this division, he's definitely probably second or third, depending on what you're looking for. But I know we need to see that. I hate losing Kalias Campbell. I thought he was a monster in the middle, just being there, just dominating that run game. So I was interested to see what we do there. But I do expect us to be a playoff team and compete for a division title because, believe it or not, man, we may not beat the Bengals all the time, but those games is tough, man. Now, sometimes sometimes they get out and they get on us and we just can't recover because we're not a team that plays well from behind. 
But if we get to leaning on them and run on them like we do, uh, we we definitely can compete. But uh, but yeah, defense is key because they can run us out of the gym. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but like I said, uh, moving forward, man, uh, to the Steelers, um, they finished third in this division last year. Um, so. My thing is consistency isn't isn't enough, man. Uh, I think they've been consistent enough for a very long time, man. I mean, they're always in the in the mix, never really out of uh, playoff contention. Maybe one, two games out. Um, but consistency isn't enough, man. Like consistency is cool. But they got too many good players to be consistent. They need to really be uh, winners, man. I think that when you have players like Aminka Fitzpatrick or you have a player like, um, what's the other guy, TJ White. Is it TJ? Yeah. TJ. Yeah, so you got guys like him on defense, man. These are difference makers, dude. Like there's no reason why your defense should be playing kind of piss poor sometimes. And uh, like I said, you really need to get those players to really play a little bit better. But my main thing is uh, Kenny Pickett, man. That's my biggest concern for them. I don't know what kind of quarterback he is, man. I don't really know. I think uh, everything – him getting picked was, you know, sort of like – sort of for – Dwayne Haskins competition, but sadly we lost Dwayne Haskins, right? So now uh, there's no competition there, unfortunately. So it's Kenny Pickett's job to lose, right? So what is your expectation on Kenny Pickett? I think uh, I think Kenny Pickett had flashes of looking pretty good last year. I think he kind of flew under the radar because he was the only quarterback taken in the first round, and I don't think anybody had real expectations of. Uh, Obviously, Pittsburgh's defense is kind of underachieved. But I think Kenny Pickett's going to be a good quarterback. He's got weapons. He's got a really good running back in Najee Harris. He's got George Pickens to throw the ball to. He's got Deontay Johnson to throw the ball to. I think Pittsburgh's got a decent offensive line. They usually do. Uh, I think he's going to make strides. I think he's going to play well. Obviously, this division's freaking loaded. I do not see Pittsburgh winning the division. They won nine games last year. I think their ceiling is probably going to be about nine again. Mm. And if I had to take a wild guess, just and this could be very the change, and we're going to get into the other team here in a few minutes, but obviously the powerhouses of the division, you've got Cincinnati and you've got Baltimore. So let's just go out on a limb and assume they get one and two. I'm not completely sold that Pittsburgh doesn't come in last just because mm-hmm. Cleveland's got the talent and you're assuming that Deshaun Watson is going to return to some form of who he once was. And if that's the case, I don't know if I can see Pittsburgh being a better team than Cleveland. I think Pittsburgh will be really good. Offensively, I think they'll be really good, but I think their Achilles heel is their defense. So, I mean, if their defense can play up to the potential, they can stay in all these games. I think they'll play and they'll be in every one of these games. I just don't know if they're going to win. I don't see them winning more than nine games. I'd probably say like eight games would probably be their max. But I definitely see them being competitive, and I think he's going to make strides this year. Okay. No, 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 man. I I was trying to think of who their number one guy was, and George Pickens is number one for them. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy because they've had a host of just great receivers since they became a franchise. So mm-hmm. uh, George Pickens is definitely uh, definitely number one guy. And that's like another guy that Lamar doesn't have. You know what I'm saying? So the mm-hmm. fact that Lamar's out here playing real good, man, without no without no receivers is pretty pretty astonishing. It is pretty crazy. <laughs> it, <makes> me. <laughs> it is crazy. I agree with you. Even not even being a Ravens fan, I mean, just being open minded. Yeah, that's pretty nuts that the guy's been in Lila for five years and he's never had a one guy. I mean, it's pretty nuts from a and whoever the whoever your general manager is, uh, that's a big no no. Man, Ozzy Newsome, man, I told you, dog, Ozzy Newsome plug, he make lemon out of lemonade, man, or yeah, it shouldn't have to be like that. <laughs> hey, it shouldn't, but hey, it got us two championships. So I'll take it. <laughs> I will take it. 
Uh, just don't yeah. give me Trent Dilfer. This is definitely the best quarterback. But that's definitely the best quarterback y'all have had the entire time. So yeah. I feel like if you've got an MVP-type quarterback, you should definitely at least have one receiver that you're like, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, we ain't had a guy since uh, Anquan. Yeah, and Anquan was on his last leg. He was still good, but he wasn't Anquan of old. I agree. I agree. But, uh, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that's why I see the steals, though. Yeah, I do. I like, I like Kenny, Kenny Pickett, though. But I think, I think out of all the quarterbacks in the, in the division, he's not, he's the, the bottom of the total pole. Yeah, he, he's at the bottom. Yeah. But, but he's got the, but that's not a bad thing. No, not on a yeah, team exactly. that good. No. Sometimes you just fly under the radar and play real good. That's how you get Pro Bowl verse. You know what I'm saying? Just flying under the radar and playing consistently. So, um, but yeah, but now we move to the bottom feeder, which was surprising to me. Uh, the Browns. Um, obviously, you know my take on the Browns. Uh, we are the Browns as the Ravens. <laughs> I got to throw that shot in there all the time. We are the Browns. I don't know what team that is, but the team in Cleveland uh, with Deshaun Watson has so much talent, man. Uh, obviously, um, I want to say Chubb is still there running back. Um, uh, one person that I thought was really going to be that's going to set their whole team off was Njoku. Uh, I thought he's just injuries and he just hasn't fully lived up. Dude, the potential's there. He's a beast, but I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's just not I, I happening. I thought he would have been uh, awesome, man, especially when they had Jarvis Landry and. Um, Odell. Odell, I thought they were going to be very good. I thought they were going to have some success and ultimately win that Super Bowl they've been chasing, man, because that was like their best chance, in my opinion. Uh, but, like yeah, I said, obviously. Nick was playing good at that point, too. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, they missed out on their window. That didn't happen. Yeah, they missed out on their window, and they are looking like a different team, man. So, Give me your thoughts on, on Cleveland, man. Uh, I think Cleveland's got a good defense. Got a lot of – I mean, obviously, you've got a defense with Miles Garrett on it. I mean, you're always going to have some kind of pressure up front. Uh, nice. I like him. You got you got questionably the best back in the league with Nick Chubb. Just tough, hard-nosed, solid runner, run through anybody. You've got Amari Cooper. You've got David Njoku. you got a decent offensive line. The only reason this team doesn't turn around and just take the league by storm, if Deshaun Watson figures it out, if all of a sudden he wakes up and it's 2018 Houston Deshaun Watson again, the AFC's in trouble. Because like you said, before all that crap happened, Deshaun Watson was considered to be a top four, top five quarterback. For good reason. The guy is the guy is awesome. Now, obviously. We don't need to bring everything, everything else up. I think we've all gotten pretty tired of hearing and talking about that. Uh, right. But, dude, I think Cleveland could be a real dark horse. Especially, dude, he's had a whole offseason now. He's had a whole offseason to work with his teammates, build chemistry, try to get his mechanics back down. I don't want to be a Deshaun Watson hater. I love his game. I love what he can do with the football. I love what he can do with his legs. Uh but we don't have a whole lot to go off of because last year he looked like a shell of himself. Now, obviously, you sit up for a whole year or so. It's going to happen. Yeah. But, I mean, I think more likely than not, he's going to figure it out. Maybe not to the same extent, but I think he's going to figure it out. Uh, if he struggles, Cleveland's definitely at the bottom. But if he figures it out, yeah, Cleveland could be able to compete with Baltimore for sure, without a doubt. All right. So – like I said, the Browns, uh, obviously, I think uh, Deshaun Watson uh, is probably their best quarterback they've ever had uh, in their franchise, man. So, Easy. Uh, interesting to see kind of what he does, man. Interesting to see what he what he does uh, moving forward. Uh, but, like I said, uh, so I think the, uh, the Bengals uh, are going to win this division because they have the most – Weapons, man. That's my pick to win the division. Mm-hmm. What about you? Who you got winning? So, I'll take, man, I'll take Cincinnati to win. Mm. I've got Baltimore running up in second. 
And I'm going to take a hot take and say Pittsburgh comes in last. Mm. Okay, okay. Um, I got, like I said, I got the Bengals winning. I definitely got the Ravens finished second. I don't think there's anything. But uh, I think the Browns are that last playoff team. I think they sneak in there. I think, in fact, I, if I had my way, the Bengals get in uh, fighting for home field advantage. Uh, then the Browns and the Ravens play in that wild card game. Mm-hmm. I think they play in that wild card game together. And then possibly uh, the Ravens got to play the Bengals next. Or if they're the lower seed, they have to play the Chiefs or whatever. But either way, I think uh, I don't. I don't think anybody wins the the Super Bowl out of this division, though. If I had to say, I don't think they're the representative of it. But we'll get into that another time. But I don't think uh, the Super Bowl representative from the AFC is coming from this division, as good as it is. I don't think so. I just think it's too much firepower around this uh, AFC man to just just because you get three teams in there don't mean you gonna get it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So uh, but like I said, we move on. Uh, obviously, we had a good good discussion, man. Great discussion, man. Um, and we move on to our top five segment, man. Um, obviously. We enjoy this part. It has so much, so much uh, great conversation and uh, some interesting takes, man. Uh, But today's top five is the top five receivers of all time in NFL history. Uh, History of the game is obviously. Oh, the NFL as a whole? Yeah. Yeah, it's not. uh, Yeah, it's definitely not. Yeah, yeah. It's not. I got the division. God dang. Okay. But nah, man. But that's all right. That's all right, man. We gotta get we gotta get our notes and our text messages together. But like I said, when when we have when we have uh our list uh have miscommunication, it ends up being a really good list. (laughs) Because now we don't have we definitely probably won't have the same team, same people on our list. So um Yeah, but like I said, since we got a miscommunication, I'll start on the list. Uh, that way, you know, you can kind of see where I am and give me a critique, um, a fresh critique, since we really don't have the same list, right? So, uh, right, I five again, man, I'm sorry. Sometimes I know we had a five list, but I got to give a 5B, man. Um, 5B to me, this is my list of top five, so not – from anybody else, anything. These are players that really I feel are the top five receivers in NFL history. So 5B for me is Larry Fitzgerald. I think consistency, consistency, longevity, and uh, actually just a straight baller. I think those three things you need in a receiver. And the fact that he really hasn't had the best quarterbacks to play definitely heightens his, his sense of uh, urgency to play the game he loves. And he continued to ball regardless of who was throwing him the rock. And his his, uh, his numbers haven't went down. I wish he would have gave it another year or two because I really feel like he had a chance to really break. I don't think he ever retired, though. I think they just – think his contract just expired and nobody picked him up. Mm, that could I be don't think he ever fully retired. I mean, I think he could play – today i don't think i don't think he i don't i think he could easily benefit a team today if he wanted to yeah but i think he's just tired he'd be, a good third, he'd be a good third receiver for sure of course of course because he doesn't drop the ball like i said consistency mm-hmm. um and five a to me is calvin johnson man uh i believe he retired too soon um and he's just a specimen man there wasn't another calvin johnson nobody built like that with that speed, with the ability to jump over everybody. And uh, obviously he had Matthew Stafford. But, I mean, those two were a great marriage. That was the only thing they had at the time, and that's what really worked. So uh, they balled out. And definitely uh, definitely number 5A for me. Like, he definitely balled out for me. So those are my fives. Um, four for me is Steve Largent, man. Uh, that's a bad whiteboard, bro. Ah uh, man, look, I'm telling you, uh, Steve Largent to me 
Uh, it's obviously I could go in any way. Marvin Harrison, all these other guys that were really good. Uh, but Steve Largent to me was everything you wanted in a receiver, man. He wasn't the biggest, he wasn't the fastest, but he was good at his craft, man. As far as route running, he could run all the route tree. Uh, he could be available every game. He wasn't missing him because of injury. And uh, his numbers stack up with anybody you want to call the greatest receiver of all time, man. I mean, he's got like maybe a thousand catches, but I know he's got 10,000 receiving yards and over a hundred touchdowns because he was out there doing his thing, man. So uh, number four is definitely Steve Largent, man, for them early Seahawk days, man. Seahawks legend. Uh, expansion days, man. But he was definitely the face of that franchise for years. Uh, so definitely number four on my list. Uh, mm, I have an idea where you're going. I just want to see what order you're going to be in. Mm, I know the three guys. I go and I, I go with these three guys. I've been going back and forth. If you look at my paper, it has a lot of uh scratches between this top three because I've been going back and forth. But if I had to go three, I'm going Jerry Rice, man. Yeah, I knew you was gonna do that. I'm going Jerry Rice at three. Uh because as good as great as Jerry Rice is, man, it helps when you got Steve Young and Joe Montana throwing you the ball. It helps. And it helps being able to to get the ball thrown to you anywhere you want it and you ain't really got to break no stride you ain't really got to do too much now obviously yeah he's talented and he's the all-time leading receiver in everything but i feel like if he didn't have those weapons throwing him the ball even later in his career because later like i said um before we got on here he had richie gannon who was an mvp when he went to the uh the raiders with tim brown in them and he went to the Super Bowl, but Rich Gannon was MVP. So, you know, like I said, you you got all these great quarterbacks, man, just throwing you the ball, man. Obviously, you make them look good by catching it, but it's easy to catch it when it's always thrown right to you. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I think he's number three. Uh, number two for me is Randy Moss, man. Uh, obviously, he could run every route. Yeah, like this is Yep, 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 yep. So uh Randy Moss is number two for me. Uh he run every route in the route tree, man, and run it well. But it's one route that he runs best, and that's that uh that nine, that go. And you can run that blue to the face to the sideline, and you couldn't stop it. He's been triple team. I don't think you could quadruple team him, but you definitely can't double team him. It's not gonna work because you just throw it up and he catches it, man. Uh, absolute red zone beast. Um, man, uh, everything. Obviously, he's had uh, great teammates that could make it easy to uh, do one-on-one situations, man. Uh, but uh, I think I think he definitely benefited from not having a lot of good quarterbacks, but just being able to just, like, do his thing. Athletic ability is second to none for Randy Moss, man. Easily probably – probably the second best receiver and specimen on the list. I think Calvin Johnson and uh, my number one and him probably go top three in, in receiving bodies, like having the best specimen of body and athletic ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but number one on my list is Terrell Owens, man. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> but, um, but, Here's my thing. Everybody's going to go and be like, oh, man, he's better. Nah, man, look, T.O. was a specimen, bro. Like, name some of the quarterbacks he had thrown to him. Uh, Obviously, he had Steve Young later in his career. Jeff Garcia. Uh, Jeff Garcia made him look look like a million bucks. Made Donovan McNabb look like a million bucks. Made Tony Romo look like a million bucks. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick made him, got him some money. Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer. Like, um, all these receivers, all these quarterbacks, he helped turn into a million bucks. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look, he was a big part of those Eagles teams. 
Uh, great pickup, by the way, for the Eagles at that time. Got them to a Super Bowl against your Patriots. Um, but like I said, man, I think a healthy T.O. changes that game a little bit different. I think he mm-hmm. he was he was something that they couldn't really defend. But I also think that uh, T.O. was a specimen, man. Any route, all of them. You can't body him. He's too strong. You can't mm-hmm. cover him over the middle because he's too fast. Dude doesn't drop the ball. Man. Dude, he had, I don't know how many games of no drops until I think he was with the Bills and then he had a drop. No, it was he had so many consecutive games with a catch, and then he had one game he played against the Saints when he was with the Bills. He didn't have a catch. Just just consistent like, to the I max. Get, like I get, um, I get his personality is what people talk about. But when you're mm-hmm. good, you just know you're good. And there's nothing nobody else can do for it to you to stop you. Like, look, you're going to be rubbed the wrong way when people aren't giving the same effort as you. Like, if you work your, your ass off to be and look as good as he did on the football field in terms of his body, in terms of how he played, Everything. If you don't, if you're not working as hard as him, I would be mad too at you, and I would be pointing fingers at you as well because you're not going as hard as I am. And I think mm-hmm. that's where it goes. I think a lot of people that have bad personalities that are number one at that particular sport are like that because people just don't work as hard as them, and they can't deal with that attitude. Mm-hmm. I mean. Anybody, you name them all. I don't think I don't think it's a bad attitude. I think he's just that competitive. People yeah. just don't like that. Yeah, I just think he don't like mediocre people. Uh, and his quarterbacks sometimes play mediocre, and sometimes his teammates play mediocre, and he didn't like it. So, like I said, he had to voice his opinion, but his play never dropped. That's for sure. So, like I said, I, I to is number one in my list, man. So. What you got? Well, you got? I wouldn't argue with you about that. That would have been that would have been mine. But I'm just gonna go off of what I've got, and I've got the top five receivers of this division, and there's a okay. lot of really good receivers with this division. So if I'm gonna start off with five as a sleeper, I got Derek Mason at five when he was with Baltimore. I thought he was a really solid guy back in those early to mid two thousands with Steve McNair and I think Kyle Bowler and guys like that. He's good. He was good wherever he went, but I think a lot of people forget about his time in Baltimore. I think most people remember when he was in Tennessee and stuff like that. But I've got Derek Mason at five. Yeah, he was our best receiver ever. That's what I'm saying. If I go at four, I've got A.J. Green when he was with the Bengals. Before the heat, the injury bug struck him. Him and Andy Dalton were inseparable. They couldn't win a playoff game, but, man, he was fun to watch. Just go up, get whatever you want him to get. You need somebody to come down with a ball at the end of the game. He's your guy. Consistent 100-catch, 1,000-yard seasons. Then he started getting the injury bug towards the end of his tenure with the Bengals. He wasn't the same, but in my book, he's top five. He's at number four. Agreed. Uh, At number three, I've got Hines Ward. Hans Ward, dude, one of my favorite receivers, man. So underrated. I don't like playing him. in that Pittsburgh offense. Yeah, I know you don't like him. No, we will like talk him. about Hans Ward. <laughs> Hans Ward, man, just clutch, class act, great hands, fly under the radar. The dude was a walking bucket. Hans Ward, just big key contributor to them winning those two Super Bowls in 05 and I think 2010 or 2009 or whatever it was. Very good player, Hall of Fame player, no doubt about it. I've got him at three. Okay. Oh, definitely. Good player. Two, I got Ocho Cinco at number two. Chad Johnson. Dude, you can't talk Bengals without talking about Chad Johnson. Dude, amazing route runner. Great catching. I love his personality. He's just in your face like, hey, dude, I'm I'm about to show you what I'm going to do. Great footwork, man. He was the face of that franchise for so long. When they're not gonna say they were irrelevant, but they weren't as good as like Baltimore or Pittsburgh when they had him, Carson Palmer, TJ Hushmanzada, bunch of uh, Pac-Man Jones, guys like that. Dude, Chad Johnson 
so underrated, and I feel Gosh. like a lot of people don't talk about how good he really was. Because honestly, I don't know if many people are going to agree, but he's probably top ten all time. Yeah. If you really look at his stats and what he could do, Chad yeah, Johnson. I, I consider him top ten. I definitely do. Definitely do. I think they had a chance to really make some noise, except when they played Pittsburgh that year and uh, they hurt him. They hurt Carson Palmer. That was it. That that was like mm-hmm. that was their best chance to win. They had everything. They had defense. They had offense. Everything you wanted to do, they had it that year. And then they did that low blow on uh, Carson Palmer, and that was it. He was never the same after that, and that team wasn't mm-hmm. either because they knew that that was their chance to get Pittsburgh. Because Pittsburgh mm-hmm. was down, it was getting older and everything, but that was the year. But like I said, that happens, man. Yeah, number one, I got Antonio Brown. Okay. I know you probably can't stand Antonio Brown. but nah, dude. nah, man, look, look. I love me some Antonio Brown, man. But I'll I tell you, I'll tell you my, my bit after you. Dude, Antonio Brown? Regardless of how crazy he is or whatever he's going through, dude, Antonio Brown's one of the greatest receivers ever. Being undersized, not projected to be anything coming out of what Central Michigan and Pittsburgh taking a flyer on him. Ben, Big Ben's not the greatest quarterback ever, but boy, he made Ben Big Ben look like a million bucks. Oh my gosh, dude! When they had Le'Veon Bell, dude, Antonio Brown would take over games single-handedly. All you need to do is just throw it up. His yard after catch, he'll just catch a ball over the middle and he'll just turn nothing to something. Just, dude, people get so caught up in his personality and just all the off the field stuff. Antonio Brown's one of the greatest to ever lace up a pair of cleats, regardless of his antics or whatever, dude. I mean, imagine if he never leaves Pittsburgh and they figure that out. Imagine if everybody stays. They're probably winning a couple more rings, hands down. And he's one of the main reasons why. I've got Antonio Brown as number one. He's top ten all-time NFL-wise for sure. Most definitely, man. Like, look, look, my whole thing about Antonio Brown is is just off the field overshadow what he did on the field. And mm-hmm. that's never a good thing when you're talking about a great player. And and like I said, T.O. had difference. He probably he never really got in trouble off the field. His antics was on the field. Mm-hmm. So that separates them in terms of when you talk about them two and attitude problems, right? So Antonio Brown just became bigger than the Steelers. And you can't be bigger than the team. And when mm-hmm. you become bigger than the team, that causes issues, man. Issues in the locker room, issues off the field, issues with you and your quarterback, causing people to leave, things like that. When when you start becoming bigger than the team, that's when it's the issue. And he, as good as he was, man, that was the problem. And he's one of the best receivers to ever played this game, man. I don't know if he has 1,000 receptions. But I sure know he got like five seasons of 100 plus. I put him up there, like just off of sheer talent. Off just talent alone and athleticism, he's top like three to five, dude. Just little to none. The way he could take over a game, he's up there with Moss. He's up there with T.O. He's up there with Jerry Rice because, dude, he's just unstoppable. If you if he gets hot, you're not stopping the guy. You're not. There's no Most damn way in hell. <laughs> Most definitely, man. Like I said, as we go into our closing argument, man, uh, look at – the Pittsburgh Steelers like receivers over the course of their franchise. Like, all right, so look, I don't think I'm done. No, not done. But we go back to Lance Swan, John Stallworth, John Stallworth, Flexico Boris when he was young. Before, yeah. When Before he, he went young. to New York, he yeah. He was nice. Yeah, he was nice. Uh, Randall, Hines Ward, Santonio Holmes, you know, Mike Wallace. Um, mm-hmm. God damn, what is his name, dude? Oh, my God. Mike Wallace, Santonio Holmes. They had a run of just good dudes, man. Um, Even I, tight I ends. They always had uh, good tight ends, too. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, 
Yeah. Um. Obviously, then you got other guys like um. Gosh, I'm missing his name. We just said it on the show. Uh, George Pickens. George Pickens, yeah, and Deontay Johnson, yeah. So yeah, man. Um, like I said, there's a list of receivers that this franchise go, and these aren't really big guys. These are like these are like little. Yeah, like these are guys that are like really good. So, um, like I said, the history of the the Pittsburgh Steelers receivers is a legendary group of guys, man. And Antonio Brown's up there, man, up there with those guys, man, in terms of uh, being able to ball. So, uh, but yeah, I, I I love his game. I love the Steelers receivers, man. So, but like I said, as we go, you know, as is our last episode of uh, AFC breakdowns man uh what was what was uh my craziest uh prediction as we go back <laughs> oh man that's that's a good question come to think about it probably saying that the raiders are a playoff team the raiders between that and the Josh Allen conversation we had before we got on here, yeah. Between those two things, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Look, man, I'm I'm high on the Raiders, man. We got a lot of ifs, man. But, well, I want to know what the, what's your perspective then? On if I had to name your craziest takes, what's mine? Uh, I wouldn't say craziest. I would say most shocking. Uh, it was your one of your top five lists. It was a. Uh, it was I think it was when you when you put Michael Vick top five. I didn't think you were gonna do it. I didn't think so. That shocked me. Why only, you didn't think I was gonna put Mike Vick? Only only because I thought you were gonna rate it based off their quarterback ability. And his ability throwing the ball wasn't as good as everybody else in that conference. But he was star power because of his you know, ability to run. So I didn't think mm-hmm. you were going to do that. That's why I was so excited when you said him because I knew I was going to go there, but I didn't know if you were going to give him the respect that he deserved as a as a player, more so as a quarterback. Just what he brought to the game and how diverse he was and how much he changed everything, I feel like it would have been disrespectful not to do that. Yeah, man. I Like I said, man, and one person that I was close to putting on the list I think you would like is Aaron Brooks, man. I love me some Aaron Brooks. Oh, wasn't good. No. He wasn't like, yo, he wasn't like great in terms of like wins and losses. But Mm-mm. damn it, the only good thing he ever did was get the Saints that first playoff win. That's the only good thing he ever did. Nobody, dude. That was one of those things that like you would get clowned as a kid if you got seen wearing an Aaron Brooks jersey you you got the shits like it it was bad he man they it was another one of those situations of where they tried to put him in a box and i'm pretty sure he could have done better but you got to look at who the head coach was man the saints were kind of dysfunctional jim haslett was the coach he's the awesome defensive coordinator if you would have probably let him be more of what he felt natural doing, they might have had more success. I think the big thing was they just tried to force him to stay in the pocket. Now, the hottest take I've ever heard about uh, Aaron Brooks, I remember I went to uh, the Saints do open training camp every year. So you can go and you can go watch practice. You can go hang out with people. You can get autographs, all that kind of stuff. And uh, me and another guy went and there was uh, another guy or two sitting in the back of us. And this guy was on a tangent about how he thought Aaron Brooks was better than Drew Brees. And I'm like, man, it must be way too damn hot out here because there's no way we're having this conversation right now. Me and him look at each other. I'm like, either you had too much to drink or it's too hot out here, bro, because there's no conversation to be had. No, no, no. I didn't I didn't go that far. I, I just thought I just thought Aaron Brooks was was I thought he was pretty good, man. I I, I thought he was okay. I didn't think he was terrible. But I didn't think he was better than Drew Brees. I'm not going that far. Like, and look, everybody, everybody's so high on Bobby Abair. I think Bobby Abair was overrated. I I would have said Aaron Brooks. I'm not gonna say Aaron Brooks is better than but Aaron Brooks won a playoff game. Bobby Abair had one of the greatest defenses in Saints history. The freaking Dome Patrol. He had like three Hall of Famers in the linebacking core. 
and you just, I mean, that, those were those were hard times, and you had to go through the Forty ers and oh, that was that was tough for them oh, back then. Most definitely. Most definitely, there were a lot of times they had good teams, but they just couldn't beat the Forty ers They were too good. Yeah, like nobody beats the Forty ers bro. They got too much, too much shit, too much, too much firepower, man, throughout their dynasty, which is why I put them in my. Uh, top franchises because they were just dominant for for three decades man three 70s 80s 90s Darn Shula. yeah man that west coast no 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 not don shula no no bill don walsh. Shula, uh, yeah bill walsh same difference that that yeah older white guy coaches hey, same hey, difference but hey but shula was, was shula was nice yeah. though Shula was nice, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't think his sons were pretty good because they didn't do good at Bama, but uh, we're not going to go not there. Not typically, but. We're, we're not going <laughs> to go there. We're not going to go there. But like I said, uh, this is episode 14 of the Football Frame of Mind podcast. Uh, and we we concluded our uh, AFC breakdown, man. Uh, don't forget to. Uh, Give us some engagement, man. Let us know what we missed. Where, where, where you guys uh, think we could have added players, things like that, man. But we love the feedback. Uh, but before we get up out of here, man, anything you got to say? We just want to thank all you guys for the support. Like I always say, if you like the video, like it, comment, subscribe, hit that bell notification. Next episode, we're going to be kind of just getting into who we think. MVP front runners, maybe some teams that we think have a legit shot at winning the Super Bowl. Pretty much just closing everything out to a to a T. And then we're gonna get out of these prediction videos and stuff. We're gonna just start delving into all kinds of other really cool football content. I've got a whole page of ideas. He's got a whole book full of ideas. So we have plenty of content ready to bring you guys. Just strap up and get ready for the ride. Okay. All right. Most definitely couldn't have said it better myself, man. But as always, I'm Cam. If you're planning. We'll see y'all next time.